Welcome to Cyber Prophets, a place where we are prophesizing the future of IT. This is a podcast made for you and you only to get a better understanding of what's happening in the IT world and to help you prepare better for the future. My name is Rega and I'm here with my co-host, Federico. Welcome, everyone. Hopefully you will enjoy more about this unique experience because, hey, to have women in the IT sector and speaking in front of you is something a little bit uncommon as we know. Exactly, Federico. And this is something that we were discussing. Like last week, we had Gabriela Pollen talking about data analytics. And I was asking Federico, like, Federico, how is it possible that we have recorded already about six to seven episodes, yet Gabriela was the very first woman in our show? And then we realized how IT is a male-dominated field. So we decided to gain more perspective on this topic, to gain more insight, actually, from the female perspective. And that's why we are delighted to have among us a very special guest. She is a professional woman and a fellow Toastmaster who has been working in the IT field for a while now. She has a Master of Science in Systems Engineering and Informatics and has served as IT analyst and is currently working as a DevOps engineer in a very renowned company. Directly from Albania, here we have today Jenny Haka. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you, Edgar. Thank you, Federico, for this invitation in a very special uh, episode. And good luck with your podcast. I've seen a few of the episodes and it's very interesting. I'm all in for the future of things. Why not? You could be prophets, really. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jenny. Yes, exactly. This is what we are aiming for, to prepare better for the future. And as we all know, like IT is basically what's going to be from here, like in the following years. So in this topic, Jenny, about IT, as we were mentioning, IT is mostly men. Like you can see like 80% of people working in IT are men. It's totally a male-dominated field. So could you please tell us a, a bit more about your experience working in this field? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, we, I guess we can discuss it a little bit later. Currently, in our age, it's a male-dominated field, but this didn't used to be the case all the time. Uh, mm. My story... I would say that I have been studying and working in IT for 10 years now. I remember um, 10 years ago when I did my first class in Introduction to Programming in C, and I was so excited being able to write the code that got the sum of the numbers from 1 till, let's say, 101, and what's the result together. It was so amazing, like, just click a button, you wrote the code, and it's there. And 10 years later, I am now working as a DevOps engineer, as you uh, mentioned, where I write the code and I make another program execute that for me and give me the result. So I'm kind of mastering the computers now and the programs. So it's been a pretty exciting journey. I uh, studied a bachelor in business informatics mm -hmm. uh, for three years in Albania. Uh, which included classes in programming and computer science uh, together with some business uh, concepts and uh, theory. 
After that, I decided to focus more on IT and I uh, continued my studies in Masters for Systems Engineering and Informatics in Prague, Czech Republic. This one was more focused on um, technologies and how different systems relate together to make a company and business run as smooth as possible uh, with the possibility of data analysis and the systems to be, be, make them more cost efficient. It was it was a good and uh, also challenging, of course, uh, academic program. But uh, then I started uh, working for a bank as IT analyst, which really got me and, and see how complex the systems can be. Generally, things in academia are a little bit more uh, simple to, to make them more understandable <laughs> when you get into the real world. Um, and now, yeah, I'm working as DevOps engineer. I did not imagine myself uh, being uh, into this field, but I really like it so far. Mm, that's pretty nice. And like, there was something that actually caught my attention that you mentioned. Now you mentioned that you are writing code. So do you, do you consider yourself as a software developer, or where where will you? position so, yourself yeah so devops um might sound like a weird word it's made up it means mm -hmm. that it's a position between developers and operations so people mm -hmm. who run and make sure that the systems run and developers who actually like develop them um we are this role is supposed to be as a link between them so when a developer a software developer writes the code purely and gives it to us because we maintain also the systems um to make a modification and to run it we are in close touch with them saying hey this code kind of ruined this part of the system so please check mm -hmm. it again um also from time to time we see that uh, there is a bug arising, but not from the business side, just in our processes. It's taking much space or something. And then we try to write some code for it, give it to developers for better uh, implementation. So, yeah, I, I would consider it's in the beginning, but we, we do some, some scripting and relating with developers. Um, I have a question, Jenny, because when you speak about DevOps, can you go a little bit deeper and what you mean operations and why do I ask this because for example I used to work in a business process management organization and operations there it doesn't have the same meaning for us operations are the people who are working in the business sector in the HR sector and they are not coders they are the people who are doing let's say the the non-coding job so if you go to let's say to a business process management organization or let's say a regular company that is not an IT company and you say the word operations mostly, mainly, I will say they, they agree with me and they will not know what you're talking about. Okay, so maybe this, um, the concept of operation changes from industry to industry, but let's say that in the financial uh, industry that I'm working right now, uh, operations refers to making sure that the application, the business applications are running. Now, of course, there are the business people who are users of the software. They check how the data is going, but if one morning they click and the program is not opening, they are going to contact us, operations. Hey guys, what's happening? And we on our side will check if it was a problem of the server, if it was a login issue, if it was um, some interruption on the connection, on the network connection. So this is why we are on the operations, making sure that the uh, systems are working and are being maintained. 
that we relate with the DevOps because we do not do this manually. It used to be done manually. Some time ago, you click every morning. Hey, is the system working? Okay, it's not. Now we are trying to uh, make this uh, process faster and automizing most of these tasks. So we write code in some other programs to check this for us and we can prevent issues like this uh, during to, to ensure a smoother operation of uh, the systems. I, I hope this clarifies your question. Yeah. So is it is it some kind of automated testing what you're doing? Yes, but but not only. Sure. Yeah. We we are doing some automated testing. Uh, when yeah, developers bring us the code and we um, run it, but not, of course, not in production immediately in oh, yeah. uh, lower, <laughs> lower. Oh, that would be very bad. <laughs> lower environments, and then we uh, have automated this test, so we get the results quite fast. If we see something like wow, big error there, we uh, give the feedback to developers. You know, we we have a very interesting phrase in our team: best mm -hmm. test is in production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, the managers would not agree on that, but... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, Jenny, I would like to get to know a bit more about you and about your experience. So, please imagine that we are in high school. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting right, just right next to you, and I'm your best friend. So, we're chatting, we know everything about each other, and now we're discussing, like, what are we going to do after we graduate from from high school and what our, our careers will look like. So what will you tell me? Did you already know that you will end up in IT by that time? Okay, this brings me back uh, some years now. Um, <laughs> I did not definitely know it. Uh, as many uh, students who are in high school, the, the world is theirs and they have so many dreams and hopes, but also so much uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, so if you would be my best friend and we're, we are like sitting and talking, like you mentioned, I would be saying you something like, um, Edgar, you know, I've, I always like maths and physics and chemistry. They are like my favorites. Um, and I would be so happy if in my future career, I would be able to still continue working with this and solving problems fast and, and using my logic um, and in, in a way that it's faster and challenging. And I want to learn more about this. It cannot just be, you know, typing and calculating things like we're doing in, in our exams, right? Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, my mom, she's an um, economist, uh, an accountant. So I think, her job okay. looks nice. I I could go in her direction, and it's numbers still. I I could be creative with numbers, um, but I I don't know. I'm I'm mixed between this. Like, do I want to do something with engineering, civil engineering, software engineering, or do I want to do something with business to make more money and to increase numbers and to reduce costs? So uh -huh. these were my uh, my doubts back at the time, but um, for sure I knew that I wanted to remain in the, in this area. Um, yeah, and then I had like a push from my mom. She said, um, come on, numbers are always there. Accounting is a bunch of rules and you learn about them, but I think you could do more like IT uh, technologies. These are the future. So go and study. You 
can uh, make something with those numbers and with your real skills. So this is how I found myself in um, Bachelor for Business Informatics in the beginning. Yeah. And now that you have been, let's say, for a while in this sector, what do you think is the current situation of women in IT? Because you said that it was not always like that, that it was a male-dominated sector. Mm -hmm. But nowadays it is, and is even you can see that you can see women in technology in the high positions, but only a few of them have any real background in IT or let's say in, in the in the field. A technical background. Um, well, I read somewhere that in the 1980s, this balance, the, the ratio between female and male was about 40% females uh, graduating from computer science degrees and then jumping into the, the industry and in the uh, job positions in technology. Um, it has decreased, sadly. Um, I believe a huge role in this is the stereotypes that start not right in high school. They start at a younger age. So I think technologies are depicted, maybe not willingly, but um, from, from parents and from teachers, like, okay, these are girl toys and these are boy toys. And girl toys are dolls and how to be a nurse, a doctor, uh, a cook at home and or an actress. I don't know, a singing microphone. And for boys, it's given like Legos, play and build. And then they are given some remote controls that they can check their cars who goes faster. So while for guys, this is advertised as, oh, you know, so you're so good with technology and, and this is fun. For girls, it might not be pushed as much. It's like, ah, that's boring for you. They are pushed away. So um, later it, it is seen like that, like, okay, this is maybe too difficult for me. I should be doing something else. They are, uh, women are discouraged as little girls and uh, we end up in low numbers. That is unfortunate. Uh, we could change this, of course. Uh, there is still hope, um, but it, it starts, as I mentioned, in in the very basis. We should make women think that they are able to get into into IT, and because we we need, like for example, I am the only uh, girl in my team, and there are uh, ten other male colleagues. Yeah. It. It's not the best scenario. I would love to work with more female around me in the same team with female colleagues. Yeah, I also agree that uh, we need the female part to bring more creativity to the team. And in my team, actually, we are 13 people, mm -hmm. all of them male, <laughs> not a single woman. Aww. So, yes, so this, this is like where you see these differences. And once again, you mentioned something very important, that women, as children, they are usually discouraged to work in IT. But this, this can be changed. Like, how do you think that, that we can change this? Mm. Well... You know, um, nowadays children are born and they all have like iPads and, and screens and, and they yeah. know how to just go into YouTube without even explaining them. They're two years old. They can barely speak, but they find their favorite channels. So as users, both male uh, boys and girls are very able. We could channel this 
uh, energy and curiosity that children have without them uh, still having these stereotypes of what a woman should do and what a man should do um, and get them to like to be creative. So why not um, give them give these children some programming game like, hey, if you click this arrow and this and this now you told the little fish to go to this side. So they'll be like, aha, uh, like programming can also be fun. It tells, uh, it, it makes what I want them to do. It gives you this power. Um, so if more games like these are introduced, not only from parents, but also in schools, uh, more competitions, and uh, it should be made fun. Like IT is fun and it should be advertised like that. Not just okay, if you want to be an IT professional, you sit in a room, just you and the screen, dark in there, and you are super focused on that. Because women might be a little bit more, uh, want uh, like on the emotional side, that they want to relate to people. So mm-hmm. they'll be like, no, I don't want to stay in a room like that. I want to have friends and colleagues and so on. But it's not like that. IT is not just you sit lonely. Um, working in IT, it has challenges. It has communication with your team. Like, hey, we th- this bug is there. What do we do about it? And we bring ideas and we need to talk. And it's colorful. Like my background here, most offices look like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we should change the perceptions and start to push them since a very young age to, to like IT and programming. But thinking about that, for example, I know that there's an app called Grasshopper and there is another application from the MIT that is quite famous about the cat that teaches people to code. So what is your opinion about the current activities that are trying to encourage women to join to the IT sector or to the tech sector? Because when I was a student in Poland, there were some meetings called like the Carrot Girls or a woman in code or, or several events that I have seen. But it seems that it's not giving the right effect that we would like to see? Well, um, I would say that they are important, these organizations, because uh, I found it interesting in one study. For example, um, let's say that there is this this idea that, okay, guys are better in maths. And Mm -hmm. you enter in an exam and there is just mm, guys around you and you're there. Even though you are good at maths, your uh, ability to think will be um, in fact will will be reflected by by this presence. So you will perform l- worse than you would have if you are in a room where it's equal number or you have more of your uh, female friends around. Uh, mm-hmm. I cannot cite right now the exact study, but it is like that. So uh, the environment uh, does mm, influence us a lot. And I believe it's good when you go in an organization and says, hey, look at all these uh, girls here. They are coders. They like programming and they are not weird. They are not, um, you know, shy or just they are like you and they are preparing to enter into the work in IT. Why is not working? I think it needs some more time. Uh, so it's it's a slower process. It will have effects on the long term, and there are barriers also to entering. So you could have the best program to get girls to like IT, 
but then there will be difficulties uh, from the industry or from other factors, and then they're just going to switch for some other sector. Yes, yeah. I can understand the, the psychological effect that it might have, like to be in a male-dominated field and like, to listen all of these uh, stereotypes that, I don't know, men are good at maths and like women uh, should be more on the emotional or on the human side. And I also see this, what Federico mentioned, that even though these programs do exist, we still haven't seen any change in the statistics. So do you think that it, this is due only to the fact that girls are discouraged to participate in IT? Or do you think that there's also something in the girls that the girls do not want to participate themselves? Um, so, I mean, the, the incentivizing the programs part, yes, that is supposed to work to give them support. Um, yes. Another thing, as I mentioned, is that we don't have a clear picture uh, of what happens in the IT. So when you think, for example, of sales in a bank, exactly. you know, oh, it's the person who just like size the contract with me. You know who that person is and what that job includes. But mm -hmm. when someone says, oh, it's uh, developing the website in the background and, and you don't know anything. So you if you don't have a picture of what that profession looks like, then you cannot risk it. Also, one other uh, of these uh, like obstacles in the beginning I would mention is um, that women, especially knowing that it's a male-dominated industry, um, I mean section, um, would be, if it's me and uh, my classmate that we both graduated and we see the same job advertisement for an IT mm -hmm. position. Uh, the job advertisements now focus more on keywords that are like IT oriented. So you need to know this language and you need to be super systematic and you need to um, be, you know, um, very strict to deal with high pressure. So you put all these difficult factors and you neglect you, I mean the companies when they put the job uh, descriptions, they neglect to mention that there is also needed to have like a more collaborative side and it needs to be a person who is passionate about the work who is uh positive and who like likes the challenges and so on these are only put maybe in a sentence at the end oh we like someone who has a good teamwork spirit and here's the difference that my male colleague might just go and apply for that job because he's like okay i, I think i got half of the requirements i'm just gonna go for it and for us women, it might feel intimidating, like, oh, my God, no, I'm not going to go there and risk to be like the less qualified. I, I don't have all these characteristics, so I'm not going to apply. And this is how many women just like distract them. Um, they're, they're not even participating in the, in the job search properly. So then they take these skills and they put them in a, in a job that has like lighter requirements, I would say, that they feel more. Uh, confident that they are going to do better. So companies can do something in that and be like more open-minded because if we're talking about a person who has just graduated, of course you're lacking the experience, but you might have other skills they should appreciate in you and then the rest, the technical skills, you can also learn on the job. Well, I agree with that, that it's very open that 
I will say men are more like, okay, let's try and see what happens. And if I fail, I failed. I, I remember that there was even a German quote that Edgar told me that fail fast. Mm -hmm. And I will say yeah. that uh, in, my, in my former team in, in, in Poland, there were four women in my IT, in my IT group, but from mm -hmm. around like 20 something, it's a very huge number. But I will say that they were less encouraged to try to, to do these risky actions. Like sometimes I went and I spoke with this, with the CTO from the company, but none of them ever even tried. Mm -hmm. But now we face an interesting challenge, Jenny, that is, yeah. is the Corona. Have you noticed any change from the women in this area? For example, more women trying to learn about coding or they try to, I don't know, reskill themselves and try to get a new job? Uh, well, I've heard two or three cases. So a friend of mine, she studied uh, geoinformatics. So um, more like about the geology and the how to search for, for oil and so on on the ground. And um, she really liked that part of her degree. And recently she told me, you know what, I have started a coding program, um, like a coding course. And why are you doing that? Like, yeah, but I think it's more convenient right now. So most the uh, jobs will be done online. Like, yeah, probably there's going to be one project, one field excursion that I go and I make the measurements, but everything else, the prediction, the analysis, it has to be done by a program. And if I write the right code and then the formulas that I think to myself, that would make me better in the job. Um, also, the effect that Corona has had is probably that we are having maybe more time now to uh, devote to personal development. And the second part is that we saw how many job positions that were in person that had to deal like in daily contact, they were either reduced or shut down or they were like not able to perform. But everyone who was in IT uh, or a job that was IT related, they were very smoothly transferred with the same job, no interruption, just to work from home. Um, and I think people have realized these these benefits and I hope that more women will apply now and uh, will think of, of changing their careers because the benefits are there. It's flexibility, it is this job stability and it's, it's challenging. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention when you Federico said that your female colleagues were not so pushing uh, towards like trying things, it's maybe in our biology that uh, we are more like careful because we are supposed to take care of the children and men like from evolutionary point of view are supposed to go out there and hunt and try but this is exactly why like every team needs more diversity of both men and women in the in the team let's say you get a requirement from a client and he says something if you have a team only of guys you will understand it more or less similar way but if you have more girls and they're going to suggest their own opinions, oh, we understood it this way. And how about we take this approach against this? So there is more uh, availability of solutions and, and brainstorming there. Yeah, uh, I believe that there is a lot of, a lot of truth behind your words. 
And it's something that I have noticed. But I have another, let's say, controversial follow-up question. Mm -hmm. And is that in the IT sector, we see a lot of introvert people. And this is, as you said, many people are on behind the screen. And I, most of people that I know, they, they like this job because, well, I don't need to interact with the clients. It's a straight way to escape from the client and don't speak with them because we need to hide from them. So it came, and I, even my, my colleagues from the office, none of them was like very open in that way. They were, but my question is, why do you think that even, even knowing these things, the woman that is an area that you, you can hide forever from everyone, escape from any person, they are not so encouraged to try because for me, it's, it's, let's say there are exceptional people like Edgar, who is an extrovert, but they are not like the general case. Well, I, I would say that there can be also introverted girls um, and just like introverted mm -hmm. men. Um, one thing might be that, again, with, with the perceptions of IT, mm -hmm. uh, we girls, it's not that we want to be more in contact with people, but we would like to see more change, like a job that is fulfilling, that is creative, of course, but also makes sense and gives some change, like immediate change in the world. And um, working on IT might give this idea like, okay, you're doing something on the background. I don't know why. You, you don't see the effects on it. But just because you're working there and you're not maybe in contact with so many people doesn't mean that you're not bringing a change into the world. You are bringing better technologies, you're making like faster searches or better data representation and so on. So um, I would say that women should be encouraged just because you um, don't have to talk, you don't need to talk so often with people and clients doesn't mean that you're not making a change. And even for guys who are in IT and are comfortable there, I would suggest that they, like, you need communication skills. If you're not going to talk to a client, you're going to talk to your colleague next to you, like, hey, I need help with this, uh, with this thing. Um, so it's always a skill that can be improved and, and earned um, and learned later on. Yeah. And like, you know, as you were mentioning that, People are just doing something in the background. I'm actually working as a developer in the back end part, <laughs> the part that no one sees, <laughs> but I'm still feeling that I'm giving something. So I definitely agree with you that there's there's still some impact, even if you if like no one sees what you're doing. <laughs> sure, of course. And it's even more powerful if as a person, let's keep with the... Uh, like the example of the bank, if you are helping maybe 10 clients per day to get their loans or to get their salaries and so on, as a developer, you are making a program that is going to help millions of users like check their bank accounts super fast. And this is like a much more impactful job, even though you are on the, behind the screen, uh, the screen, yeah, and you are not so visible. Yeah, behind the scenes, everything, where everything mm. happens. Now, Jenny, uh, I would like to ask you, let's let's imagine that we have a job position, okay? okay? And in this job position, we have a man and a woman, a mm -hmm. man and a woman. So, what are the barriers that a woman can face when landing in this IT position in comparison with the male counterpart? 
I would say that because you, it's it's like um, a, a, a circle. So because even us in IT, we don't see many women in the workplace, we would maybe prejudice her a little bit. Like, hmm, is she really able to enter here, or did she, or was she hired just to have some quota of diversity? So you are doubted more on your skills than your male colleague would be doubted. Um, in the beginning, you like the female colleague might be given more like easy tasks, like, okay, try this, it's fine for you. Do you want me to explain you that? Like over explaining, yeah, I get it. I'm not stupid just because I'm here. Like I, I can do the same work as you. So maybe the welcoming, the start is a little bit slower. You need to prove yourself a little bit more that you actually are able and you can understand things then uh, it would be maybe it's taken for granted that okay this guy was hired he knows what he's doing so let's see um, I, I think this is one of the barriers in the beginning yeah. and uh, maybe it's uh, it's a doubt on the like female uh, employee part that she's like okay I'm in this environment here and it's mostly guys do I need to change my attitude so that I don't stand out or like, do I need to be more male-ish, talk more shortly and like, uh, or like not talk at all. But I think that we should not fall into this trap. Like you are hired there and you bring your own values as a person, as a programmer, of course, you have your own like way of thinking, a way of programming. You should not just fit in and change who you are. So yeah, it's, it's no, these, um, in the beginning uh, that you need to adjust adjustments, yeah. Now, Jenny, let's be honest. You mentioned something very interesting uh, about over-explaining. <laughs> did, did this ever happen to you? It did. It did in the beginning, yeah. Um, so if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's a meeting and uh, the manager or someone from the team is explaining, we did the solution and I'm following, I'm keeping notes, and then this person would come to me later did you understand that? Do you need some more like explanation? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I understood it. You you explained it very well for the whole team. Ah, okay, just let me know if you need anything. Um, this is good. Like, it makes you feel welcome too, but also, yeah, it, it's a double sword, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> double-edged sword, yeah. Mm, well, it's, it's something that I know that it could happen. In my case, I never asked twice, but I noticed that some of my colleagues, when they were explaining something, when they approached their female counterparts, it was like that. In my case, I always, I, I always suspected, well, if she's a coder here, I expect that she knows how to code. I'm not going to do it twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the other extreme of the coin in that sense. I'm not going <laughs> to spend additional time. If you were hired, I expect that you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And if I don't understand something, it's up to me to come and ask you. Like, you yeah. should make sure that everyone is welcome to come and ask me, but not come, like, I don't give you any signal that I did not understand. And you come to me, this is doubting my skills. Yeah. So this can create some little uh, tension or like awkward situations in, in the team. And in your case, because I, I need to be a little bit clear, in my case, I was mm -hmm. working in Poland and there is, the glass ceiling there is, I will say, something invisible. And the main reason is that in Poland, even most of many 
well, there is a statistic that 52% of the women are in management position. Yeah, it's it's a quite dominated location. I would say a very unique case. But have you noticed any specific glass ceiling in the IT sector, which is a very privileged sector that was not really impacted by the corona, that you can, as you said, you can work from home. Have you noticed something very significant in our field? Mm. So if it would be, let's say there there is like a team leader position opened and uh, there are some candidates from the same team. It happens sometimes that some of the male colleagues, they don't want to apply for that because they say it's too much responsibility and I'm do good like doing what I am and I want to uh, deepen my knowledge in the technology part than having to mm-hmm. deal with with the uh, with the team yeah uh, as you mentioned you will need to be in touch and responsible for the clients so the most introverted colleagues would not apply for that and then a uh, female would apply and maybe she's like uh, the only candidate if it's the only candidate of course she will get it but this is a little bit <laughs> not so good situation because if no one is there to apply it means that this position is like a risky one so uh, there is a, a a girl in IT and like confident trying to be a, a manager and like getting up, but this team is not performing well or there's something wrong. So she just passed this glass ceiling, let's say, but she's about to fall or like it will be regarded as if she's not able enough. And um, another thing, mm-hmm. maybe not in Czech Republic or in my company, but um, generally what stops women from climbing higher into the IT positions might be the fact that, um, you know, life goes and women might go on maternity leave. So that is like mm. an interruption in their career for, I don't know, one year, two years. And uh, then if they are not uh, brought back up to speed very fast, they are not welcome back from the maternity leave they will like not advance as fast. Uh, they will be still doing or like catching up for two or three more years, even though in comparison with their like colleagues, they might be still able. So this is a, a slowing factor. And I think it should be paid attention because yeah, it, it can mm-hmm. end up that she's on the same position for like five years because, oh, you had that interruption from back then and you didn't develop this skill. So we're going to give more priority to your male colleague. But do you think that now with the corona and working from home, you should you could reduce it? Because even if you're in the maternity leave, maybe you could get some extra tasks from home. Even if it's for a shorter period of time, maybe two or three hours daily instead of eight. Yes, I think um, it, it should be like up to the companies to, to rethink mm-hmm. their uh, their opportunities and how to integrate. Like, OK, you're on maternity leave, but how about we give you like a task per week, like you say, to keep in touch mm-hmm. with the team and what technologies are, are going. So that would be a more welcoming approach and like her not getting left behind for three mm-hmm. years until her child is yeah, uh, allowing for full time work. Um, yeah, Corona has enabled us lots of these opportunities, especially with like remote working and, and learning. I, I think that these lessons we should keep also for the future, the post Corona mm-hmm. times. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. This about maternity leave is something that mm, 
it didn't come to my mind at the beginning, but you know, you're right. It's like a risk that companies need to manage somehow. And regarding another problem that we usually see mm-hmm. uh, in the IT field and like how it's only dominated by uh, men. Uh, so you mentioned that in your current team, there there's a, like a 10 to one ratio, 10 male and one female. So I would like to ask you, like, how do you feel being in this minority? Have you ever felt kind of discriminated or even harassed? Discriminated, I would not say. It's uh, just like for the part in the beginning that I mentioned that you need to work a little bit to prove your values and your skills harder. Um, Or a a random thing is like, hello, guys. And then, and girl. Oops, (laughs) we didn't notice you there. (laughs) This is something that happens almost every morning. But you you get used to it. Um, And harassed, uh, not like during the job, but let's say, for example, team events that are outside of the office. And imagine you have like 10 guys and you have your own talks uh how how they would say like locker room talks you you make some jokes and some Mm. of them might not be very female friendly there might be some offenses there and yeah so for me I felt like okay you know I'm here and like this is not so nice to say uh, but it wasn't directed to me. It, it's just, you know, when you overhear this, you feel like, oops, a- am I in the right place or not? But um, otherwise, no, I, I think it's it's good. And I I actually feel proud. You know, I w- it would be great if I had some more female colleagues there. But uh, the fact that I'm in this team, I'm like um, expressing my opinion at every point uh, I, I can because I know there is no one else to do that so I've taken like this role if there is a female opinion to be expressed I have to say it <laughs> it's up to me <laughs> you're taking the role of representing the the women <laughs> in all <Yeah>. the team <laughs> and speaking about the women do you know any program that incentivizes girls to take part in IT maybe you know one specific that you will recommend mm. I know like many companies have their own uh, women in this company programs. So they, they gather in groups and they offer mentoring to each other. Uh, what they could do more is, um, yeah, get in touch with newly graduates or in this job fair. So in the job fair, for example, not only HR should be there, but the girl who is a programmer and go there and talk like, hey, you just graduated. There are other girls in here uh, in our company. Uh, one specific program I would recommend here in Czech Republic is called uh, Czechitas. And uh, its aim is to give like courses uh, for um, coding in, in Java, Python and other programming languages, web design and so on to mostly female at lower prices than the market because, yeah, um, monetary reasons are another factor, maybe stopping girls from from learning more. And uh, the fact that you will be surrounded there, as I mentioned, from other uh, female ladies, um, you are like, okay, I'm going to learn. I got this. Look at us. Um, 
And I know that because they are well known, let's say, so far in Czech Republic, they give these uh, certificates and um, they are also recommending you to some company that they have in their network, um, which I think is, is a very good initiative. Like you go there, you are grown and then like you strengthen your, your skills and then you are more confident to apply for those job descriptions that I mentioned that are not very friendly in the beginning. But then you're like, okay, I, I can do this. I, I manage. And you go there. Let's say they, the, the transition from uh, knowledge and like outside the marketplace into the job position is smoother. And I guess the this program also encourages girls to be more active in the IT world, right? Because like they are with other uh, female peers. For instance, I, I know one guy who is a tutor in this Chequitas program. Uh-huh. And I always see his pictures. Like he is like 15 girls and just one boy. <laughs> so it's the, the opposite in those kind of events. But I guess like they feel more comfortable in that side, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, that's what I, what I will think. Now, uh, this is uh, a very specific area because we're talking about coding in this site. Mm-hmm. And as far as I, as I understand, you are in a slightly different area, which also involves coding, uh, but it's not, not like totally into it. So as you can see, like yeah. IT is like, very broad and we have lots of things about uh, IT and everything going around the IT. So in which area do you think that girls uh, will need to be more incentivized to work in? In which area in IT? Is it coding? Is it like delivery, DevOps as you work on? Or like what's your general thoughts about this? Yeah, so as, as I mentioned, it's we need women in IT in every field, in, in every section, because we have a different way of thinking and like you can enrich the, the diversity of the team. Um, where women would be maybe mostly, like strongly needed, I would say, for example, in web develop, in development, mm-hmm. because, I mean, if you think of, of users, in terms of users, it's 50-50. Uh, both men and women go and access these websites. But if only men developers are behind it, they don't really know, for example, another way of thinking. Like as a woman user, how would you click and what is more intuitive for you? But if you have a Mm -hmm. female web developer there, she would be like, hey, can we try this uh, other approach? I don't know, scrolling instead of clicking. Yeah, but clicking is more practical. Yeah, but as a woman, I would like to scroll and see more options, for example. So this discussion and like shaping um, (laughs) these products that are uh, in direct contact, I think they would be mostly needed. Or uh, in AI right now, It's so many, like it's a brand new field and uh, we need to teach machines to think like us, but us, it's both female and male mindset. So there in in the testing and in the approaches, I believe that we need also more female. It's it's exciting. Girls just like, they should get into it. (laughs) Pass these barriers, try to make it and, and join IT. And now it's time to move to the part where we try to prophesize new things, Jenny. 
or would okay. like to know what you're thinking about the future. So what will be your best advice as, so, as a woman in IT to the new generations of girls and most importantly, to get a job? Okay, so I would like to see a future <laughs> where um, there is up to 50 uh, or more women in IT. Uh, and this is not impossible. It's not like a dream. For example, I know that in Estonia, uh, around 60 or 70% of uh, workforce in IT sectors is out of women because, I don't know, they have passed these gender um, stereotypes or they have been offered like programs um, to, to be empowered to, to join in IT. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping for that. And I think it's more easier if we start young, if we put the right programs into place. And another part would be uh, the women that are in IT, they should be made uh, comfortable and uh, to... I mean, comfortable and be treated that uh, they should stay in there, not to think of a career change, but maybe mm -hmm. them to encourage their uh, colleagues, their, their friends, like, hey, why don't you come at this IT job in my company? There is this thing and you can learn it. So more trainings uh, would be necessary, I believe. Um Yeah, this is what I would like to see, more women uh, in, in my team and how it can be passed, it can. It just needs a little bit more active involvement, I would say. And um, not, I'm not meaning like companies to put a quota and say, you know what, we need to hire a woman for this position and done. No, but this can be done, uh, let's say you're in high school and there is a competition for programming, like a startup idea. And it can might be put there as a rule uh, each team should have like an equal number of male or female or um, at least one woman so that she so that even guy developers feel like okay we can work look who where are the benefits and she can feel an equal part these are like tiny examples where this their experience starts and they can be uh they feel more stronger and confident to apply in the positions later I, I hope that uh, makes sense. I didn't deviate too much from your future prediction, Federico. No, no, it, it, it's your prediction. <laughs> would like to know what you're bringing us. So, and, and let's say let's. And I also, have a, okay, one mm -hmm. more point is that I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, IT is becoming a part in everywhere. So even in systems where you had nothing to do with IT before. So imagine of all how many shops that have gone online with their, um, mm -hmm. like they had, to, they needed to go in creating online shops. Um, so if you are a business owner of selling shoes, you had, you needed at least one of your um, employees to train and how to use and how to get into more depths, maybe not creating this uh, website, but how to like deal with the details behind it. And I, I hope that one of those people like, okay, look, I, I need to change this. I might do it. 
I heard another example, and I'm, I'm going to be short here. Uh, she was a nurse uh, dealing with so many patients, and in the end of the day, she needed just mm -hmm. to like enter the data manually into this computer of the hospital or of the center, and then find some like reports. And at some point, she's like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of dealing with people and being like so sick all the time. But I'm super excited and interested to see how these numbers collect in the end and like to report to the doctors. So she went and took some like uh, SQL programming and databases course. So now she's wow. just focused on the IT department of the hospital. Wow. And I think that this transition could happen more often now because IT is everywhere and people will be... And women will be more aware, like, wow, it actually is more efficient and it's easy and it's exciting. Without a doubt, we need to try to, to find this, this nurse and interview her. <laughs> we have a new task. <laughs> All right. I, I think I can get her contact and get uh, her yeah. you guys. Yeah, it would be great if you could, if you could give us her contact. I... Honestly, I would like to bring more and more women to our podcast. I, this is something that, yeah, we, I'm, I'm, I'm very honest. It's easier to identify some men, but I would like to see that in our, in our place. Not only women, not only men, but everyone who is in our sector. Because every time it's like, yeah, we, we start thinking, okay, we will interview a new man. And it's from 10 men, we identify perhaps one woman with a lot of extra work. Yeah. I see. Well, I mean, thank you for exactly. putting this effort because our voices need to be heard too and represented, and um, especially like in the IT sex sector. Yeah. So, Jenny, we are very delighted to have you here in our show. Thank you very much for the time you have spent with us. And do you have any last words for our audience? Well, thank you both for giving me this opportunity and I would encourage everyone, if you are a parent, if you are a teacher, that you can influence the mind of the children at a very young age. Please make them believe that they are able to do anything they want just because they are a, a boy or a girl, they are thinking differently. No. They can do whatever they want, and IT is exciting, technology is the future, so go and grab those opportunities and be creative. The world needs you. We need you. So you have heard it. If you're a girl listening to our podcast, don't get distracted. Don't get influenced by those stereotypes and the gender roles. IT is an area that is made for everyone, and we would like to see more women working in IT especially. And that is also another announcement, an special announcement that we have for a month, about a month. Federico, can you give us the details about this? Yeah. On the 27th of, of February, we're going to have the first panel of discussion where we're going to bring different women in technologies. That the main idea is that multiple women are going to come here live telling you about their stories some tricks, some tips, and they are in different, different areas. One of them is working in aerospace. Another one is working as a coder too. Another person is in chemistry, and we don't know still more that we would like to bring here. The main idea is that all these women are going to show you how 
they broke those barriers, how they are building technology and how they are working together with us. They are not hidden, they really exist. And it's time for you to see them in action on the 27th of February at 5 p.m. Central European Eastern, Eastern Time. So you have heard it, February 27th. Schedule it and don't miss it. Now, we are cyber prophets prophesizing the future of IT. It was a pleasure to have you here, Jenny. It was a pleasure, Federico. And see you all on our next episode. Thank you. Bye.